0: One, welcome back to another episode of Arinda Talks. I'm your host Arinda, and today we're talking about the Never Ending Story. And my guest is my friend Jonathan Ford. The Never Ending Story is a 1984 fantasy film co-written and directed by Wolfgang Peterson, and based on the 1979 novel The Never Ending Story by Michael End. The film was produced by. Bernd Eri and Dieter Giesler. The film follows a boy who happens to open a magical book that tells a young warrior who is given the task of stopping the nothing, a dark force, from engulfing the wonderland world of Fantasia. The 10-year-old Bastian Bax is a shy and outcast, bibliothel and list. With his widowed father, one day on his way to school, Bastian is chased by bullies, but escaped by hiding in a bookstore, annoying the bookseller, Mr. Coriander. Bastian's interest in the book leads him to ask about the one Coriander is reading, but the bookseller advised against reading it, saying that it is not a safe story like regular books. With his curiosity pitched, Bastian secretly takes secretly takes the book, titled The Neverending Story, leaving unnoticed, promising to return it, and hides in the school's attic to read it. The book describes the fantasy world of Fantasia, slowly being devoured by a. N- Malefin's force called the Nothing. The childlike Empress, whom rules Fantasia, has fallen ill, and the young warrior Atreyu is asked to discover the cure, believing that once the Empress is well, the Nothing will no longer be a threat. Atreyu is given a medallion called the Orion that can guide and protect him in the quest as Atreus set out, the nothing summons a vicious and highly intelligent wolf-like creature named Morg to kill Atreyu. Atreus quest directs him to the giant turtle-like advisor Morla, the ancient one, in the Swamps of Sadness. Truly, the, the Orion protects Atreyu, his beloved horse Artax is lost to the swamp. And he continues alone. Morla, who is allergic to young humans, doesn't have the answers that Atreus seeks. But reluctantly direct him to the southern oracle, 10,000 miles distance. Quark, closed in as Atreus succumbs succ- succ- to exhaustion, trying to escape the swamp, but is narrowed Saved by the luck dragon, Falcor. Falcor takes him to the home of two gnomes who live near the gates of the Southern Oracle. Atreyu crosses the first gate, but is perplexed when he. The second gate, a mirror that shows the viewer true self, reveals he a boy which Bastion recognized as himself. Atreus eventually meets the Southern Oracle, who tells him that the only way to save the Empress is to find a human child who lives beyond the boundaries of Fantasia to give her a new name. Atreya and Falco flee, as the nothing consumes the Southern Oracle. In flight, Atreya is knocked from Falco's back into the Sea of Possibilities, losing the Orion in the process. He wakes up on the shore of some abandoned ruins, where he finds several murals deplacing his adventure, including one of Gmorg. Gmorg then reveals himself and explains that Fantasia represents human humanity imagination and is thus without boundaries. Well the nothing is a manifestation of the loss of hope and dreams. Atreu battles and kills Gmorg, and the nothing begins to consume the runes. Falco manages to retrieve the Orion and rescue Atreyu. The two find themselves in a void with only small fragments of Fantasia remaining, fearing that they have failed until they spot the Emperor's ivory tower among the fragments. Inside, Atreyu apologizes for failing the Empress. But she assured him that he has succeeded in bringing to her a human child who has been following his quest. Bastion. She further explains that just as Bastion is following Atreya's story, others are following Bastions. Making this part of the never-ending story. And the nothing begins to continue to consume the tower. The Empress explained that Bastian must call out her name new name to save Fantasia, Disbelieving he has been incorporated with the story. He denies these events actually happened. He gives an after she pleads directed to him to call out her new name, running to the window of the attic to call out Moon Child. Bastian awakes with the Empress, who presses. Him with a grain of sand, the sole remnant of, of Fantasia. The Empress tells Bastian that he has the power to bring Fantasia back with his imagination. Bastian recreates Fantasia and flies on Falco's back to see the land and its inhabitants restored, including Atreus and Artax. When Falca asks, what his next wish will be. Bastion brings Falco to the real world to chase down the school bullies. The film narrates that Bastion had many more wishes and adventures. But that is another story. Well, guys, let's call Jonathan again. Hello, Jonathan.
1: Hello, everyone. Nice to just- Speak with you
0: again? Yeah, same here, same here. Hope is, everything is okay.
1: Yes, fine. Thank you, hope it is with you.
0: Yeah, it is good. So, today we're going to talk about the never-ending story. Did you read the books or did you saw the movies?
1: Um, well, I did uh, both, actually, but... Um, the movie was first i believe ah uh, yes and I uh, very much enjoyed that and then I went on to to read the book I think and uh, enjoyed it as well so yes it's uh, it was the the movie first for me
0: Is there any difference between the book and the movies? Because I never Uh, uh, read the book, but I saw the uh, movies.
1: Yeah. Um, Actually, I've got to be honest, it's probably a long time ago since I did read the book. Um, I can only remember that it's probably a little bit more um, involved. Involved the book, although it was uh, very true to the film, and uh, the, the yes. Um, so I think there was you, you could after um, after having seen the film, I think I could relate, and when I read the book, then I was kind of visualizing the various scenes in the film which is which is always good that uh, that you're able to do that yes
0: Um, in the storyline is uh, what I like about the never ending story is it's really like a children's fantasy story uh, how is that for you?
1: yes yes Um, it is I I know what you mean with the and with the central character being uh, not very old as well, yes, and and I think that's probably um prob- probably right. So on um, on the basic level, it is uh, yeah, it, it is a children's fantasy, fantasy story and um, very good one, yes.
0: And I think children can really get into it and chronos as well by the way, and yes. um you know the, I do think it's uh what they did in the movies, and I must say the second and the third movie never uh was quite as good as the first one
1: called, no that's right no
0: I love the first awful. one the most, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, often with these, these um, uh, movies and whatever, the, the, the first one is usually the best one, yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing what I really like about the story is that everyone can understand it. And in that way, it's been written quite well.
1: Yes, yes, that's very true. Um, yes, it, it's not overly complex. And uh, yes, so that's, um, yes, everybody can can relate to it, I think, in, on certain levels. Yes, so it, it's, it, it's very good in that um, respect, yes.
0: So, if we are going to uh, take a look at uh, the main character, Bastion Bugs. Um, We see him, of course, like a child that is bullied and, and some kind of what a nerd because he likes to read and love stories and especially fantasy stories. And... He takes us with us to the whole story and later on we see that he is the main story character that can take us with with the story and he is the one who has to name the childlike empress. Right, yes. Is there any way you can relate to him? I can in that point so
1: yes well I suppose that um, yes uh, we you know we've um, I suppose I'm uh, yes uh, that's uh, the way that you either you can see I suppose when you were that age when you were um, the age that he was and uh, the buddies come and every uh, school whatever has them I'm afraid and maybe not so much nowadays or I don't know but uh, yes and um, you offer want to retreat from that perhaps in, into uh, yes I mean I was I had a few people in school who I don't know whether bullied but weren't quite uh, uh, nice and you want to kind of retreat and i mean in in i think as well in in daily life um as adults we might often want which to um retreat and escape into um another world another fantasy because. Um, we find that um, uh, living in today's world is quite challenging and um, yes, so we want to have some kind of escapism, yes
0: Do you think that um, the writer has um, wrote this story for children who are bullied because uh, they can relate to Bastion
1: Yes yes I um think so and uh, they can relate to uh, quite at, uh, the end of the actual um, film uh, and uh, the book and and uh, Falco. You know says uh something what you like to do now or whatever in that way, and his um his bastion has um asked for a bit of a bit of a bit of payback to the buddies um, yeah that's <laughs> how yes, yes, not not over the um kind of. Aggressive, but at least to scare, to, to scare them off a bit, which is no, which is. Very and they nice, jump I in the,
0: con- the in the bin t- container. Yes,
1: yes, 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 indeed, indeed.
0: Well, well the fun part is, um, there is a movie, theme park in Germany where originally the story comes from. There is the real. Falkor that they used in the movie and when I was young I have sat on we went there and I sat on Falkor
1: Oh lovely right yes
0: Yeah I really love that picture and it really is Yeah, Falkor was always the happy go lucky dragon Yeah. Uh, yes. I always loved uh, loved Falkor and there is somewhere a shop I believe it's a shop in the Netherlands or in the England, I can't remember where, but they make Falco as like a plush uh, animal, and but it is so good that you can wear him on your shoulder.
1: Right, oh lovely, yes, yes. yes.
0: That is really cute, but
1: yes, yes,
0: I always have lots of and yeah. um, so if you're looking to the story-wise and storyline... What do you like about it well i suppose that
1: um I, this could be a, quite a long piece um it's 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 interesting the main um kind of um thrust of the story i suppose is that um the the nothing is um um, invading Fantasia, and um, I suppose that that could be um, be thought of as Fantasia is a land that what is essentially created by um, imagination, and um, if. Nothing um, is invading it then we our imagination, I, I think it was what I was trying to say was that if we lose our imagination, we um, we lose a lot and uh, the fact that we, we've, we've got to believe in something. Uh, otherwise nothing will um take its place and um one of the um one of the um uh, uh, most uh, kind of uh, um sad i suppose and and um uh, memorable scenes is when um uh when uh, uh we we see um uh, uh, the horse attacks uh, attacks uh, yep. yeah, yeah attacks um, yeah in in the the swamps of sadness and um that again i think is a metaphor for if we let things um get on top of us too much don't um uh, if we let things get too heavy on us if we become too sad then we will be dragged down into the swamps of sadness so i think the whole thing is really accessible on many levels on one level it's just a fantasy story again that you could uh, read for that um, and uh, then you could attach the meanings to it like like i've just said there so yes yes
0: um there is another um you already mentioned Artex, but the owner of artax is of course atreyu and Atreyu is also having a big role in this story. Um what do you uh what are your thoughts about Atreyu?
1: Yes, well I well actually uh, thank you for <laughs> and thank you for actually reminding me of his name. I was trying to find it it was on, was on the tip of my tongue but uh <laughs> and well yes i mean again it's it's the um initial kind of um search for um someone who could um, uh, be uh, be sent on a quest um uh, um to um uh, Destroy, defeat the nothing. Um, and initially, the the thoughts were that um, when Treyu appeared and volunteered for this duty, uh, he was seen as a bit small and puny and not able to do an awful lot. So they imagine that he wouldn't uh, be able to complete the task. And again, I think that is uh, probably um, there to show us that um, even if we are small, even if we fear that we can't do things, and even if um, uh, other people can't, um, uh, if other people don't think that we can do things, um, we can prove them wrong. Um, uh, so yes, I, I mean I think he was an important role model, and I think that uh, uh, people will look at him and think, "Well, I can do that." <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, and um, of course we already have talked about nothing. That nothing is bad, but there is another bad character and that's Gmorg.
1: Oh yes.
0: And when I was young I was a little afraid of Gmorg and of course my parents uh, always teased me with oh if you don't listen to me I will call for Gmorg uh,
1: And
0: okay. uh, well yes. how did you, uh what do you think about the character of Gmorg?
1: Well yes I mean, he's he's uh, it's he or it is there to distract um a tree and and is a quite a quite a fearful opponent of him and of the trying to help the nothing and we've got people I suppose in our um We've got enemies all over the place, so we've well we we may have personal the term today I think is demons that we have to defeat, whether it be oh whatever um and i I think there's always somebody willing or eager to um take us down and bring us down and um, um, uh, and uh, wanting to um, stop us achieving our goals um, but yeah so uh, but in the end as we say uh, a trade defeats him or it whatever we're calling um, and uh, yes, he, he gets past that. Um, he gets past Gamowak, and uh, yes, he's uh, again proves that being small is not, uh, not an obstacle
0: there. Well, there is also one character which I, in one way, I like it, but in the other hand, he is quite funny as well. I'm um, talking about the ancient large turtle Morla.
1: Oh yes, yes.
0: And it was for uh, it was a trailer who found Morla right after he lost Artax in the swamp. Um, yeah. The only thing what was. You know, f- f- and and best way to describe Morla was that he was large and that he was slow and that he was allergic to human children. That's why he needed to sneeze every time.
1: Right, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yes, um, yes, M- 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 Morla was... Yeah, I mean, all of these, um, yeah, uh, characters were... Um, um, important in the story, Morta, particularly. Yes, uh, she imparted some wisdom, and um, yes, it was uh, nice, <clears throat> nice uh, when that encounter happened. Um, and uh, it's just, it's um, the allergic bit was quite quite amusing. So yes, uh, yes, she's uh, and uh, pointed him in, pointed the trail in the right direction. So I suppose um, that's uh, all of the the characters that we meet um, along the way, or most of them, certainly um, helped the trail uh, eager to see him get get on so yes but but I did like that that character yes, yes.
0: so lad uh, directed him in the right direction and he said that he needed to go to the uh, Southern Oracle and that was an adventure uh, on his own and luckily Falkor uh, caught him and Falco flew uh, right on the borders to the first gate of um, the Southern Oracle. And when Atreyu was asleep, we meet two little gnomes. And the female was the one who healed people. And the other one was the scientist. The man was the scientist. And he was studying the Southern Oracle for a long time. Well, the gate uh, in this way. And so Atreu needed to enter the gate without being um fired upon him and that will follow. So Um, We see them in first an example of a knight who wants to go through the uh, gate and he had been killed by the two. Yeah, well, it's like yellowish swings that um, protect the gate of the southern oracle. Well, Atreyu saved himself and... Uh, managed to get to the gate. And then he came uh, to a mirror that he has to go through. And if you see, with the gate, it was just like a uh, desert. And when he stepped into the mirror, he was like in Iceland or Antarctica. It was that cold and snowy and... Uh, whatever else more, and he had to go through all these weather changes, and then he came to the sort of oracle itself. Well, it was very beautiful. It was like an icy sculpture of uh, Swings again. And mm, yes. The, this one talked to him, and but when they were talking, the Swings... Uh, there were pieces that were breaking off. Yes, and right. So, uh, Atreyu need, uh, knows now what he needed to do to help the childlike empress. And uh, speaking of childlike empress, I do think it was very pity that they didn't do more with that character. She was always like a little fake side yes. character that was dead. Uh,
1: Ye- yes. I know what what you mean. She could have had a bigger role in it. Yes. Um, it was... Uh, it's uh, Yes. It's... Um, Yes, it's, it's almost um, yeah, but it, yes, it was uh, it was at that point, of course, that um, uh, passed in and had to name her, or yes, so I mean, that was that was um, her, kind of her, one of her big roles, or what, you know why she was there, but yes, I agree with you there um, but yeah but i suppose that um, the bit about um, when we see the child like Empress talking about bastian that was a kind of um a heartfelt moment i think and that um, um, the way that uh, he he was able to then kind of cross over to uh Fantasia, uh, yes it was good. But yes I know what you mean about her not having a very big role
0: Yeah, I what I missed about it is that we have some more information about her because it is about her and, of course, Fantasia. And in one way, I can understand because the story has to be a little bit in a quicker pace because they need to tell a story and there are so much uh, to talk about and so much characters that has to be explained. Um, Right. There's one character I really enjoyed, too. Well, actually... It's um uh like three characters in, in one but it's like uh it's that little group you see in the beginning with uh, the stone eater. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: And then we have that a uh, little alien with that flew a white bat. Well was very yes. funny. He was very funny. Yeah. And there was one what I really en- always enjoyed as a child that was that uh, racing snake, Yeah uh, yes. snail, and yes. that reminds me a little bit of uh, the racing rabbits from um, from the uh, it is in the Hobbit with or was Lord of the Rings no the Hobbit. With uh, Radagast the Brown He had those racing rabbits And that was It reminds me of that But it's really like I said before Also it's very Low fantasy And everyone can enjoy it And I think It was a movie from 1984 And if children are Seeing it today uh, They still enjoy it
1: Yes I I think so, yes. Um, yes, it, it's certainly a certainly good move, movie to watch. And uh, yes, I think um, that um, whatever age you are, you will get something out, out of it. And it's a, it's a movie that um, you will always kind of remember and think about. Uh, because it's it's even though it was it's quite old now, it's it's still quite popular and people still uh say to me, Oh, that's one of their um favorite favorite um childhood movies. So yes, go and see it if you haven't. So rent it out or stream it, yes. <laughs>
0: Is there something you don't like about the movie or the story?
1: Um, I don't think so, really. I mean, I think that um, uh, no, I I think that um, like you, probably when I first saw uh, Gamork c- character, I was a bit scared, but I think uh, that uh, no, that's that's all kind of part of everything, so, uh, no, I think it was it was actually very good, and it still, you know, lasts the test of time, so um, I wouldn't say there was anything that I disliked really about it, no, no.
0: Have you ever seen the second and the third movie, or...?
1: Um, I do yes. I mean, it's. I did. I. I can't say that I remember a lot about them because, as you said before, you um, uh, you didn't uh, think that they were as good as the first. And I think that um, because of the fact. Well, there's two probably facts that I haven't actually seen them for a while because they weren't um, that good on the first viewing. And um, so, the, therefore, they're not really remembered with the same um, affection as um, as the, um, the first one. Um, I might... Be interested in revisiting them if if I can, and and see what what is uh, there as I remember. But uh, I say often with uh, these m- movies that become popular, they will try to put um, a second or a third one, and. You often find that people remember remember the first, the original, and best, and then they don't uh, really remember much about anything else, which is the case at the moment with me. I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> um, of course. Uh, the Never Ending Story also have a very famous soundtrack. Do you remember it?
1: Oh yes, I I remember particularly yes. I I think that was where, well. We 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 heard of um, Nimal before actually uh, from the group uh, Kadagugu, but yes, the the soundtrack was very. Uh, interesting, particularly the main theme, the never-ending story that Limal did and it's particularly interesting the way I remember one DJ talking to Lamal about it, you know and um, he was saying that most records fade out and yours kind of fades in and that was in that was interesting and you can imagine uh, with that um fading in the the appearance of uh Falco and him beginning to fly and uh, so yes all that was very very good and um conjured up a lot of imagery there yes it was good good to visualize that yes
0: is there anything you would like to see that they uh, would have changed in the story or the movie
1: um, i i don't think so really um it's it's all very good it's all i think the fact that it it's um it has lived on in so many people's memories and affections was that because it was um, very well crafted and uh, very basic on some levels, but you could interpret it. So, no, I think it was all done very well and I think uh, the perfect kind of, childhood movie really yes yes
0: because how old were you when it came out
1: well um i uh, you say it was the uh, yes 80s so yes um well i would be i don't know yes it's um yes it's uh, s- 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 Fifteen or so, perhaps. Mm. And yes, so yes, I was just old enough to appreciate it. And yes, now I, yes. And and even now, you know, there are elements of which it which I can relate to. So yes, it's all been very good.
0: <laughs> um. Well, I have nothing to ask anymore is that something you like to add with it is there something you still need to talk about
1: um i i don't think so it's 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 become one of the um if we look back on the it's is one of my favorite movies and if we look back uh, there's only a few movies that have kind of um got the status of that it um has transcended for years and people still look back on it um the other one uh that's often mentioned in the same breath as the never ending story is um labyrinth of course and that was uh that was another good uh good movie but that's for another time, perhaps. Um, Yes, but no, I I just think it's good for us to have these uh, movies now that we can look back on and and cherish. I I don't know whether there's, whether it was our time of life, but it seemed that the 80s around that area, there were, it was quite quite a good time for that kind of movie, uh, just before, uh, and, of course, the early 70s, just when we had the um, event of Star Wars, of course, 1977. All of these come under that uh, category of movies, I think, that you watch again and again, and that you, um, you like as, as an adult and, uh, yeah, it's good to uh, good to have them in your collection and your memories.
0: Yeah, it stays uh, time uh, timeless, I think. Yes,
1: yes. yes and because
0: right. it is so simple fantasy, everybody is loving it. If you're uh, liking Bastion or Atreyu or if you are... More of the dark person, I said, Well, I l- like more.
1: But yes, it, yes. it is timeless.
0: It is timeless. And I think That's it right. will always be timeless. There are, um... yeah, well, I... it's stupid to say this as an 80s or 90s kid, but it is, I always say, it was the best time of music, it was the best time of uh, movies.
1: Yes, that's right, yes. You know,
0: every time, and I I noticed that when I'm doing uh, the podcast as well, if I am uh, thinking of subjects I like to talk about, I always go back to the 80s and 90s. Right, yes,
1: yes, I see, yes.
0: Very stupid, maybe, but it's always giving me inspiration to...
1: What you like, yes, yes. Yeah,
0: and, and you know, it's... In one way, I always say it's. It was a great era to be a child, and in that it yes, was pre pre internet, um, pre yes, this one, right. you yes. know. So sometimes, and and that's what I always say to my uh, nieces as well. They are like uh, five and six years old right now. Oh, okay, right. and I always told them. For example, if they, are, if you look at Winnie the Pooh, I said, you girls, I am very pitiful, you girls, because all those 3D and SG characters as what they have now in yes. series and movies that I was thinking, this is not so... Why can't you have just a, 3, a 2D version of it and be happy with it? And of course, yes, yes, children yeah, yes. of now, they... Yes. Uh they don't yeah they don't know anything else like that. No. But I was, I and, and they say it. and that was the, the funny thing. Um they were watching like Mickey Mouse but it was Mickey Mouse of the modern days. Uh, and I was say okay. I do know I, I went on YouTube and I said, "Well, you really <laughs> want to know how Mickey <laughs> Mouse really looked like firstly of when yeah, Mr. Walt Disney Drawn him. So I put one of the. I thought it was 1939. The first one. I right. showed them that, and they started to giggle and they say, "Oh, auntie, I didn't know there was. It, it was yeah, that right. old." I said, "Yeah, yes. it is that yes. old." So <laughs> it's, it's yes. yeah. I think it's it's what we both experience is that we still have to get used to uh what children are watching nowadays and yes
1: that's right, yes
0: I really had that with uh, My Lady Pony. My Lady Pony was oh, yes. always one of my favorite to watch as a child right. and I was uh I was back in the Netherlands and I was watching with them um the new My Lady Pony and I was thinking Oh my god, this is terrible. I really pitify you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, I did. I did. Yes, yes. I know what's so, Yeah. Yes. Well,
0: Jonathan, thank you very much again for this lovely conversation. Um
1: Thank you for having me. Very nice it was too, yes.
0: I really, I really enjoyed it uh talking about the Never Ending story. I think a lot of eighties and nineties children can identify with us what we are saying, so
1: Yes, 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 I'm sure they can. Yeah, and
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this will uh this will live on to other generations and to see I will by the way, now I'm thinking of it. I will ask my mom if the children already have seen it. Because they are at an age to... Yes. Like a long fantasy in that way.
1: Uh, That's right. Yes. Good. Good.
0: But okay. Um, Thank you very much again, Jonathan. And we will talk soon.
1: No doubt we will. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, Linda.
0: Dear listeners. Thank you for listening and join me in two weeks for a new episode of Arinda Talks. You can listen and subscribe to Arinda Talks on the YouTube channel or join the Facebook group. If you'd like to comment or talk with me about this episode, you can reach out on the Facebook group or the YouTube channel. The next episode is about the Milton Ninja Turtles. I also like to tell you about... My two other podcasts called Girls Talking Track and Larenda's Book Club Jazz Tea and Books. Girls Talking Track Together with my lovely co-host Amanda Hopper we recap every two weeks an episode of Star Trek TNG. All the episodes will be recapped and chronically following. We will approach each episode with humor and a feminine look. Girls Talking Track is also to listen, follow and subscribe on Anchor, Google Podcast. Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, or on all the other podcast providers. We also have a Facebook group and a YouTube channel. Every 10th episode will be a live streaming and a video episode, so you can talk with us live and see us when we talk about this episode. Orange Book Club Smooth Jazz Tea and Books is a podcast that will discuss books of all genres. You can discuss this with me on YouTube channel or on the Facebook group. There will be book reading events with live discussions. Of course, you can also give me recommendations what I can read. My perfect picture while reading a book is in front of the fireplace, loads of tea, and smooches in the background. So join me, read with me, and discuss with me the books we are reading. I will see you in two weeks.